Welcome back to the Constructive Liberty Podcast, intentionally designing a lifestyle of freedom. You're listening to the recap of Level Up Daily, a Monday through Friday video series that I release on YouTube and Odyssey. Check the links in the show notes for the video to each segment. Good morning, good morning. It's Ken. I'm back with another episode, number 14, by the way, of Elevate Daily, soon becoming Level Up Daily, because I can and because I like that better, because the point of what I'm doing is to help you to level up your life. These are things that help me, that I continue to learn, things that I have learned that help me to level up my relationships, my finances, my business, my everything. Everything in life helps me to level up, and that's the point of this daily, I guess, video podcast series, which by the way, comes out every Monday morning. The previous week's audios come out on Monday morning on the Constructive Liberty podcast titled Level Up Daily Recap. Some of them are Elevate Daily. It doesn't matter. Anyway, these are things that can help you to level up your life. Today's Monday. So we are talking relationship. Understanding other people is where it all begins. You have to understand yourself and understand other people. Now, I am a DISC human behavior consultant, and Robert Rome is a guy who founded the DISC model of human behavior and has a great book, Positive Personality Profiles. That's who I studied under, and if you're interested in it, I'm going to drop a link in the show notes of this video And I'll try to drop that in the podcast. If I remember, next Monday, you can check that out. But anyway, I want to share my screen with you here in a minute. But two weeks ago, I talked about the relationship aspect of being more outgoing versus more reserved and how that differs in people. Today, I'm going to talk about the other aspect uh, that differs in people based on the DISC model of human behavior. So I'm going to share my screen here in just a second, if I can figure this out. There we go. Disc in 15 minutes. So two weeks ago, more outgoing or more reserved. So where do you find yourself on that spectrum? Today, we are talking about, am I more task-oriented or more people-oriented? Now, I told you there was two questions. The first one was that previous, am I more outgoing or more reserved? The second question you ask yourself to help you understand yourself and other people is, am I more task-oriented or more people-oriented? Now, check this out. Task-oriented people tend to focus on the job to be done or the goal to be accomplished. They are less influenced by the opinions of others, and they are more logic-based in their approach. Now, People-oriented individuals tend to enjoy the company of other people more and seem to focus on people as a priority rather than the project at hand. They are more influenced by the opinions of others and more sensitive or emotional and less fact-based. All right, I'm going to quit sharing my screen here. Now, I want to read to you something out of this book, Positive Personality Profiles. Task-oriented personalities find great pleasure in a job well done. To these people, nothing is better than a fine-tuned, well-oiled, peak-performing machine. They're into function and form, and their favorite day of the month is when their bank statement arrives in the mail because they're like, great, I'll have this thing balanced in just a matter of minutes. They love doing the thing. They are a doer, and 
If you need someone to be in charge of organizing a program that has lots of details, like maybe a school graduation or a wedding or something like that, put a task-oriented individual in charge. They will make sure every detail is covered twice. Now, check this out. If you're familiar with the old TV show Friends, one of the most popular TV shows ever, you will know, you will recognize Monica in this task-oriented individual. She was detailed. She liked to get things done. When she got nervous, she would go clean. That's a task-oriented person. Let's move on to the people-oriented individual. High-touch people-oriented individuals are more interested in relationships with other people. And their motto is, I don't care how much you know. I want to know how much you care. These people are into caring and sharing. They're like a dynamic group or they like a dynamic group where there's a lot of talking, feeling, empathy, openness, and sharing with one another. Because these people are more sensitive and more concerned with the feelings of others, they handle the Saturday morning yard work very uniquely with an entirely different motivation. Rather than being driven to get the task done, they're more concerned with what the neighbors might think about the yard. Like it looks bad. So they want to go out and rake the yard or cut the grass so that other people will think highly of them because they're worried about how other people feel about them. They're compelled to rake the yard out of the need to be liked. They have a strong desire to be aware of the needs and desires of other people. Now, if any of you know my wife and I, you can tell which one of us is which of these. I'm a very task-oriented individual. I struggle to care about the thoughts and feelings of others when I'm in the middle of a task. I would rather put my earbuds in and not talk while we're working. I don't want to talk. Now, my wife, she's the opposite. She is like, Get the earbuds out. I don't want any music. I don't want any nothing. Let's let's talk. Let's be together while we're doing the thing. And that's the two opposite ends of the spectrum. So I ask you, where do you find yourself? Are you more task-oriented or more people-oriented? Comment below. Have a great day. Hey, guys. What's up? I'm a little bit late getting today's video out. Well, a lot late. I try to get it out around 7, 8 o'clock. It's 6 o'clock in the evening, so... It's all right. Uh, I got a great one today. I want to share with you seven things that confident people do. Seven signs of a confident person. Seven things that someone who has that self-confidence that we all want, you know, you can see it in somebody. Seven things that they do differently than most people. So what is it about someone who's self-confident? You know, you can see it in the way that they walk. You can see it in the way they talk. You see it in the way they interact with other people. You see it in the way they go shopping, the things that they buy. You see it in the way they carry themselves. Everything they do, you can see that confidence in them. And it's refreshing to see it in people. You often see people kind of walking around, you know, head down, slumped shoulders, not confident at all. And then you see the next person come by and they're confident. They've got their head up. You can tell there's something different about them. What is that different thing? I've got seven things that they do differently. Number one, they know where to find their happiness. They know that 
Happiness doesn't come from having things. They know it doesn't come from the next shiny object or from having the biggest house or the fastest car. Sure, those things will uh, buy you a little temporary happiness, but that's not happiness that gives you confidence because that just keeps you looking for the next high, the next rush of excitement. And that's not true happiness. That's not the happiness that confidence brings. That kind of happiness comes from inside, from being secure in who you are, from knowing what it is that you stand for and what you believe. That is where true happiness comes from, from God, but also from within, from being content with where you're at. Number two, they're not really interested in what other people are doing. They are comfortable going their own way, being different, doing their own thing. They're fine with that. They don't need other people's approval for what they're doing. They're confident doing their own thing. They're comfortable with that. Number three, they pick their battles. You know, when you're not confident, you kind of say yes to everything. You ever find yourself doing that? Somebody asks you something or puts an expectation on you and you're like, okay. No, confident people know how to set boundaries. They know where those boundaries are at and they know when to draw the line and they know how to say that little two-letter word that's so hard to say. Oh, no. Learn how to say it. Number four, they know how to speak confidently or when to speak confidently. There's no room for waffling around and wishy-washy statements. They know how to command the room. They know how to make their yes mean yes and their no mean no. That's actually a thing. Not It's hard to find in today's world, but in a confident person, they know how and when to say yes, and they stick to it. They mean it when they say it, and no as well. Number five, they look for a challenge. There's nothing like healthy competition, right? Especially with yourself. You need to have that competition. Push yourself to be better. Always try to be better. Being 1% better every single day, you've got to push yourself, okay? Always trying to reach that next level. You know, we level up daily or 1% better every day. Better every day, leveling up constantly, looking for that challenge. You've got to challenge yourself because if you don't have a challenge to grow, you'll die. Maybe not literally, but you, you'll devolve rather than evolve, as it were. <laughs> you won't grow. Number six, they know how to fail. Now, we all know if we've studied or watched successful people at all, we know that they've seen a lot of failure. It's hard to see it sometimes because all we can see is their success. But a truly successful person has failed a lot. But they stand on top of the pile of their failures. They don't let that get them down. They learn the lesson from the failure and they use that to catapult them to their next success. And last but not least, the confident person does not need the spotlight. They don't have to be at the center of attention at all times. They don't have to be the one that everybody's looking to for guidance. They don't have to have all the accolades. And a confident person is quick to point out the accomplishments of others. If they are a team leader, they're quick to point out 
the the good that their team has done. They're quick to pat them on the back and say, look, my team did an amazing job. They are great people. I've got good people working for me, good people around me. A truly confident person can do those things. I'll read them back again. They know where to find happiness. They're not really interested in what everyone else is doing. They pick their battles. They know when to speak confidently. They look for the challenge. They know how to fail. And they don't need the spotlight. Which one do you struggle with? I know I struggle a lot with the happiness part. I think the next shiny thing is going to bring me the happiness. That's not what it is. Which one is it for you? Welcome back. It's episode 16 of Level Up Daily. And as it's a Wednesday, I'm sharing wise words of wisdom from people much wiser than myself. This one comes from Tony Robbins, life coach extraordinaire. And he once said, in life, lots of people know what to do, but very few people actually do what they know. Listen to that again. In life, lots of people know what to do. But very few people actually do what they know. We get so stuck thinking that because we know it, everybody else must know it too. It's called the curse of knowledge. And it's so hard to imagine that if we know it, somebody else doesn't know it too. So we always go out looking for that next thing, trying to find the next thing that'll get us over the hump when we don't even put into action the things that we already know. We don't use the knowledge that we already have. We know what to do, but we don't actually do what we know. So what is it for you? What is it that you know how to do or what to do or what you should be doing to get to the next level, but you're not doing Do you know what to do and are not doing it? Or are you one of those rare people who knows what's to do and puts it into action and gets stuff done? Which person are you? Do you know what to do or do you do what you know? I hope I do both. I hope I know what to do and I hope I do what I know. I do some of both, yes. But I don't always know what to do and I surely don't always do what I know. Because I, too, get stuck in the rut of thinking that if I know it, then there must be nothing special about it. Because everybody else must know it, too. Because who am I to know this thing? I'm not that well-schooled. I don't know that much stuff. But I do. I know a lot of things that a lot of people much smarter than me and more successful than me don't know. I just was told a couple days ago of somebody who has what appears to be a very successful business and they bought it a couple years back not even ever thinking to look at the profitability of the business not knowing any of the numbers that go along with it they just assumed because they bought it from someone they knew that it was a good business and that it was profitable they hadn't looked at the numbers they knew what to do but they didn't do what they knew Don't let that be you. I did a little video uh, last week, I think it was, and I showed my guineas. And we had raised them up in a small pen. It was about 5 feet by 10 to 12 feet. 
And we had had them in there for two to three months, just kind of moved them around the yard so they could pick and peck the bugs and scratch the dirt and not fly off. Well, the day we decided that they were big enough to be let out, they didn't want to come out of their pen. We opened up the door and we chased them out and they would come back in. And so finally, my wife and I took our dog down to the river and we said, well, maybe if we're not around bothering them, they'll come out. We get back like 45 minutes later and these guineas are still in the pen. Still in the pen. Like they have a great big wide world out there to go explore all the bugs in the world they could want to eat. And they're staying in their pen. They liked the secure. Well, I just got interrupted by an Amber Alert, so I'll try to stitch these two videos together. Anyway, the guineas liked the perceived security that the pen provided. They chose security over the freedom that was out there in the world. They could have had, they, they could have left if they wanted. It, it was open to them. Anyway, after that, we moved them to a bigger pen, um, which they still have a pen that they can go into at night, but we also have chicken netting fence set up for our broilers. And they spend all their time on the inside of that chicken netting with the other chickens. And a lot of the chickens go through the pen, or through the fence, to the outside. You would think that the guineas, with their ability to fly, would leave. Would go out and explore and go roost in the trees and go scratch in the grass. And But no, they choose the security of being inside the fence over the freedom of the unknown. And I think that's why... 2020 and 2021 have gone the way they have. Now, for a lot of people, they've been great years. They have done amazing things in their business. They've done awesome things in their life. They've taken opportunities they've never taken before. But for the vast majority of people, they are too afraid of the dangerous freedom to let go of the perceived security of all the shit that's gone on. Excuse my language. I just don't get it. Wise man once said, those who choose, I, I'm going to butcher this quote, those who choose security over freedom deserve neither, deserve neither and will lose both. Get that? Anyone who chooses security over freedom deserves neither and loses both. I'm just going to leave you with that thought. Hey, what's up, peeps? This is not Friday, but it is my Friday episode of Level Up Daily. And on Fridays, we talk about personal finance. And check out where I'm recording from. I'm down at the river getting water. You can probably hear my generator running in the background to pump water into a big IBC tote, which we'll then use for our garden. But anyway, that's not what I want to talk about today. There are a lot of resources out there to help you level up your personal finance game. And you can download all kinds of forms, spreadsheets, 
oh, you name it, you can find things that people have created to help you level up your personal finances. You can download all of them. You can go find all of these free tools and all this content that is supposed to help you. But unless you take action on those things. I know for myself, when I create a budget, when I stick to it, it seems like things go a lot better. But you get a little bit out of whack. Something comes up and you move away from that. You quit budgeting. You quit following that strict budget. You quit giving every dollar a place to go before you spend it it seems to go downhill pretty quick so we talked last week about budget that's not what I want to leave with you today today I want to tell you about a couple of resources that you can that you should go check out to help you with your personal finances no matter if you are at a beginner level like I'm broke every Wednesday and I just can barely get through to the weekend or if you're at a level of you know I've got $500,000 sitting here that I need to figure out a place to invest I need to to go figure something out because I'm losing value on my money every year just sitting in a savings account so what I like to do when you start out at that low level when you are just needing to have a few more bucks every weekend when you're trying to get through the week to the next paycheck there's I like to start with Dave Ramsey's system creating a budget for yourself and there's some resources that you can use he's got lots of forms you can download but one of my favorite things is a podcast called how to money it's two guys best friends and they talk about smart money managing how to manage your finances better to to get you through the week to get you through to that next level they have a lot of great advice a lot of good tips things to get through they have a really great podcast so check that out it's called how to money so if you are already there you've got your budget you're pretty set you're good on that and you want to move up to the next level a little bit to help yourself out check out uh, I think it's I think the podcast is side hustle nation and there's a website you should check out, Mr. Money Mustache. Those are both really great for helping you bring in more income and learn how to manage that money, to do doing better at marketing yourself, at figuring out ways to earn that extra money. And then if you've already reached that level, if you're like a side hustle pro, you've got your job, you've got your four side hustles that are all bringing in six figures a month, wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> no. Good job if you're at that place. I'm not there yet. I hope to get there someday and join you there if you're already there. I don't want to be one of those people that say, wouldn't that be nice? Because, yes, it would be nice. I'm aiming for that. So if you've already reached that, awesome. Way to go. But that next level, when you've got that half million, million, five million dollars to invest and you don't know where to put it, check out Radical Personal Finance. Joshua Sheets runs a great podcast. He does some coaching. He... He's got a lot of amazing information. He's also got a few courses out there, so definitely check that out. Again, those resources are How to Money. It's a podcast. Uh, the Side Hustle Show, Mr. Money Mustache, and Radical Personal Finance. So check those out if you want to level up your game. And have a great weekend. Welcome back to Level Up Daily. This is episode number 19, and yes, it is a Saturday. I did put out another episode this morning 
for yesterday because I missed yesterday. So Fridays was number 18, Saturdays number 19. I'm trying to get to 20 by the end of the week. That way each week I'm putting out five episodes and it comes out to a nice even number divided by five. I started on a Thursday. I shouldn't have done that. Anyway, I had to make up three of them over the last few weeks. So I may put one out tomorrow. I may wait till next weekend, but that's neither here nor there. You don't care about that. And yeah, I know I'm not so pretty today. Hot and sweaty, panting, tired. I've been working hard. I'm wearing a, uh, as Ross Geller from Friends would call it, a faded salmon colored shirt, not pink. It's faded salmon colored. Yes. It's a hot one today, but I've been out getting stuff done. And so I wanted to talk about goals. Now, I am somebody who loves setting goals. I like having a list of things that need to get done. But I also hate seeing the list of things that's waiting on me to get done because it is like 14 miles long. And that's if you write in the very finest print. My dog also wants to get into the video. But I want to talk about goals. And while it is good to set goals, you need goals, something set out as a, uh, a guiding light or a north star for what it is that you want to get done. I think there's some junk on the camera. <sighs> Rue, this girl has to have all the attention. She is an attention hog, trust me. Anyway, goals. You, you need those goals set out as a, uh, as a focal point, something to shoot towards. But so many people get caught up in, it's either a good or bad it's a it's an on or off it's pass or fail whether or not you achieve your goals so you set those goals out so if you don't achieve them you fail if you if you do get them within the allowed time period then you pass but that's not the way goals work goals need to be set as yes you should have a time that you're aiming for but you have to be adaptable so goals should be set with that in mind, keeping that in remembrance, you have to kind of go with the flow sometimes. There are times when when you set out to do something and it is on a strict time period and you've got to get it done and so you bust your tail doing it. But there's other things that, like I want to, we want to build a house. And so you can see there's one corner. You can see, uh, let's see if I can point to it, right? There's the other corner. Got another back corner there, and then the front corner there. So that's where our house is going to sit. We had intended to have the foundation dug and at least the floor maybe laid by the end of the month. But that's not going to happen. We might, might get the piers dug and poured and ready to lay up concrete blocks so we can start building. Might have that done by the end of the month. Here's another thing I want to point out. We recently, I don't know if any of you have seen any of my videos from earlier, we had a camper sitting right there. Well, we had intended earlier in the year to get it moved so that we could, we were going to do some work to it. It needed a little bit of help. We wanted to paint it, get the inside all nice and pretty and everything. And we wanted to get that done, I think, originally in March. This is June the 19th, there sits that camper. We just got it moved today. It got finished painting on the outside today. 
it still needs a roof. It still needs some inside work on it. But that's okay. You have to be adaptable. You have to remember that the goal is not the goal in itself. It's the change. It's the outcome. It's becoming who you want to be. It's the person that you want to become is the ultimate goal along the way. And that is why we set physical goals because that's the type of person we want to be is the person who does those things. And so if your time period needs to extend beyond what you originally set for yourself, that's okay. Don't fall off and get discouraged and give up because you didn't achieve it when you wanted to achieve it. Just keep going, working towards that. Keep becoming the type of person who will do those things that you want to do, who can achieve those things. I got to keep working at becoming the kind of person who can build my wife a house because, excuse the mess, we've lived in that camper over there for almost five years. And I put up with, I don't put up, my wife is an amazing person because she puts up with me. She's one of the hardest working people I know, and I've got the good fortune of being married to her. And I can say this, knowing that she's probably never going to see that. So I wasted those words. But you guys know that. Another thing I was going to do today is cut down those trees there. Because they're going to be in the way of our house. I didn't get that done today. I did get some of it done, but not all of it. Be adaptable.